Welcome to my Beauty Fuel Food by JJ, a yoga and wellness expert from New York living in Paris. JJ seeks out creatives and entrepreneurs who exemplify a vision of how to live a good life. Welcome to our very high vibrational lifestyle. This afternoon, I have the pleasure of interviewing the fabulous Nikki, who is the founder of The Ultra Dose, who I met at a Katona workshop, which what feels like it was yesterday, as we were just saying. Thank you so much for joining us, Nikki. Oh, thank you for having me. This is so exciting. So first, I'd love if you could explain what The Ultra Dose is. This is my favorite question because it is always changing. <laughs> um, the Ultra Dose was really born from my desire to offer something different and unique within the wellness space. So it is technically, you know, on paper, a therapeutic well-being company, and we specialize in therapeutic techniques. So what therapeutic techniques in the yoga space look like are a little less power vinyasa, a little less uh, status quo that we have here in the Midwest, uh, in the U.S. specifically, and focus a lot more on communities that wouldn't be able to walk into a yoga studio, you know, in their Lululemon and just jump into a crazy hot power class. So we really focus on everyday people living everyday life. So people like our parents or those who are veterans or those who, you know, have been injured in a sports accident or something like that. Um, and that's where my passion came from. And it keeps evolving. And we added Katona Yoga. And that has been kind of the main foundation and framework for the work that we do. I know that a lot of your work also is based on restorative privates. So for yeah. those people that are unfamiliar with restorative privates, can you also give us a little idea of what those are? Oh, yeah. So it's so interesting because I feel very similar with um, anyone who works in the private sphere. So we have public sphere. You could walk by, see a yoga class happening, and get a good idea on, okay, if I sign up for this, this might happen. But a private class is like a fingerprint, right? A private session is so unique to each individual person that – it's actually been really challenging to talk about because it'll change for each individual who comes and engages in that intersection of my work and then what their kind of surrender and work looks like. But, you know, the private session started even before Katona Yoga. I just wasn't as comfortable with it. It felt like it was missing something. It was very medical. So I had a training with yoga medics in Detroit, Michigan, and they taught solely to individuals with catastrophic injuries, paralyzations. Um, they worked in the VA hospital and they did one-on-one -on -one work. And that terrified me like to my core. I was like, I can never do one-on-one -on -one work. I could never work with people that way. It's way too intimate. You know, what if they hate it? What do I say? And I figured I was really terrified. So it was a good reason to sign up. I had been plateaued in my teaching career at that point and it changed everything. So really a private session is I describe it like having a cup of coffee with a new friend and it's this really sweet and grounding and charming dialogue. And then we do three or four poses and it's not poses in a flow, but poses in a really structural way that offer people so much more space. And when you give people space, you give them this opportunity to kind of get out of that fight or flight or to get out of the pain that they don't realize they're habitually holding. 
So yeah, private sessions are actually uh, 90% of the work that we do. And we feel really strongly about that. So thank you for asking. Of course. And I totally feel you with what you're saying about, you know, this idea of kind of a robotic private session, because if, if it's not personalized, it really turns into mm -hmm. just looking at a screen of somebody doing the same thing as you're doing. That's why I also yeah. so appreciate um, private, this kind of private work because it really does become, this is nothing against um, privates where it's a vinyasa flow and you're following somebody else because I've definitely even given a private like that before. Um, but it's so much more, it's so much more of like, um, oh yeah, there's so much more homework involved as a teacher too. I'm sure. Yeah. And there's a lot of, you know, it was kind of like a reboot on my inner self-worth and work. Um, by the time I found Katona, thankfully, it was because I said there was this like missing piece and I'll describe what that piece was. Um, I was doing privates and they were very medicalized and they were very informative and it made people feel great. But I knew there was just something missing like deep in my bones. And then I went to Katona. I heard Naveen say, we are not doctors. We are, you know, magicians. Like we could use that metaphor. She goes, we're not doctors. We're not here to medicalize yoga because you can't save the body. And I think I was still gripping to this idea of control that I could help save people from their pain or, you know, from limiting beliefs or things like that. And she offered me this suggestion to drop the control and really just be with people and be with them in a spiritual way as well. Because I didn't think that, you know, the technique I use, yes, is really pragmatic and it's very practical, but it's also, I've been invited to use the spiritual as well. And that I didn't think could belong in a private session because I was very afraid, you know, what if someone had a different secular belief or they didn't resonate? And what if I said yoga saves the soul and they run, you know, screaming, they think it's crazy. And Katona gave me the permission to work with people privately to be able to fuse those two worlds together. So let's talk about Katona. Um, I feel like, <laughs> I mean, it's like the ultimate question. How did you find it? Um, what was your first class like? At one moment, did you decide to integrate it into the ultra dose? Awesome. I love this story. I love this narrative thread. Um, you know, I spoke a little bit with my teacher and mentor and friend, Josie Schweitzer. She owns the Space Columbus uh, in Ohio. And essentially, she, you know, I don't know. She was just such a powerful presence on Instagram. And I found her at a time in my life that I had finished yoga medics. I had over, you know, 800 hours of yoga teacher training, and I still didn't find it. Just something still felt missing. And she, said, I'm doing a 200 hour training. I was like, okay, I can't do another 200 hour training. Let me ask you, can I do a private 300 hour? Because I've already stalked all of your Instagram posts. I love everything that you're about. I want to do this stuff with straps and sandbags. Like this looks very intentional and this looks so uh, informative as well. And to be in someone's space that close, I wasn't really ready yet. So I figured why not learn from her? She's like the ultimate beacon of, you know, taking up space and being in space. So I learned from her the first, I think the first class I took with her, it just felt like home and it felt like this makes sense in my body. I'm not trying to keep up. I'm not trying to just do a pose because a book says to do it. And 
the first time I did King of the Mountain with her, I kind of felt every aspect of myself felt like I've either been just compartmentalizing or shoving away. Um, and, you know, when you do King of the Mountain, everything kind of shows up for you uh, very quickly. So I was like, all right, if I could make it through that and I could have a powerful experience, I have to teach this. So it's actually a really funny story because Josie sat down with me and was like, you know, you don't have to do another training. You don't have to like run and jump to Katona. I was like, all right, all right, I won't do it. I won't do it. This was like April last year. And then I kept seeing Naveen's 20 hour for June. And I was like, you know, screw it. I'm going. <laughs> I don't care if it's one training after the next. I am going to Katona. This, I feel it on a cellular level. I feel it on a spiritual level. I am doing this thing. So I went to home base in June. I met you. I met a few other wonderful people I'm still connected to today. And then I met um, my next mentor and teacher, Ivy Ray. So it was kind of this very kismet domino effect uh, for the ultra dose because once I was at Katona, I was like, all right, this is all I'm going to teach for the ultra dose. You know, I could spend my life refining some of this material. I don't feel like there is this uh, missing piece, you know, that I'm missing it anymore, which is really sweet. I'm really happy for that. I totally, totally hear you. And I am so like proud because I know you as a person and I love you and also like impressed by the work that you do on the ultra dose because you've really made it like a 360 experience. Even when like you're not in Ohio with you, you can see all of the work that's put into it and also like all of the heart and all of the energy. And I'm just wondering like if maybe we could take a step back and talk about your your path to creating it because I know I just can feel all of the energy that's gone into it. And I'm sure things that you've done in the past have influenced it. Oh, that is such a beautiful question. <laughs> you know, the path to creating the ultra dose was really, I can look back and say a few things, but the first word that came to mind was agonizing because <laughs> I, for those who don't know, I was actually a high school English teacher for four years before I left that career and had enough and said, I have to get out of here. I have to. It was perfect timing. My husband is a medical resident and he was leaving for residency the last year that I could barely take being in the school district anymore. And it was this perfect timing for me to just peace out. And, um, you know, even fast or rewinding a little bit back in high school, the first yoga class I took, I just cried. I was like, wow, this is so powerful. I love this. I was a, you know, four sport athlete. I did lacrosse and golf, competitive cheerleading. I ran cross country. I did all the things you possibly could. As an only child, I was like always seeking community and community in sports was just a really uh, sweet spot for me. And, you know, my body started taking a huge toll. So I found yoga and in this tiny little dance studio that was darkly lit. And I just remember looking in the mirror. And it's interesting to have mirrors in a yoga studio if you look at it now. But back then, you know, in the early 2000s, that was kind of all the rage. And I just remember seeing myself thinking, wow, like you are so beautiful. You are so strong. This is incredible. And I was hooked. But then, you know, I went to college my freshman year. I wanted to be a child psychiatrist. So I was prepared to go the med school route. I was prepared to work with children. And 
I entered my first college math course and very quickly realized that that was not the (laughs) cloth that I would be cut from for the next eight to 10 years. So I figured, all right, I'll work with children. Um, But I came home from break and told my parents, hey, what if I use some of this money that I've been saving, drop out of school and just make a yoga studio? And both my parents kind of looked at me and laughed and were like, no, that's not part of the deal here. (laughs) You are going to finish, get your four-year degree. If you still want a yoga studio when you're done, sure. I did the thing. I got the degree. And then I just, um, I also, if you're into human design, I'm a manifester. So I have these like insane bursts of creative energy and I drive and initiate and I was like, all right, well, I'll just get a teaching job in a school district. So I landed in a top district. It was, you know, the willingness to be burned and blessed that kind of led me to the ultra dose because I was a little bit of an outcast there. I learned a ton, had great friends, but, you know, as Josie and Naveen say, eventually all things come out in the wash and over you know, being tumbled and tumbled in the wash of a very big school district. I was only 22 teaching 18-year-olds. And many of those who had, you know, severe learning disabilities, emotional disabilities, and it was a wild ride. And I became burned out. I lost my zest for yoga, my zest for life. I was taking naps at 3 p.m. every day. It was just, you know, a really big struggle because I felt like I was a failure. And It took a few yoga retreats that I just led casually, you know, between like a full-time job and these passion projects. I'm like, let me out a yoga retreat. And I really quickly realized that life was too short for me to just plan things on the weekend for me to, you know, live and find joy. And it just started to come to fruition. But I will say this for those listening who really want to take that step and create something with soul and purpose you know, once we moved away from that district, I was like, all right, this is the year I'm running the ultra dose. And it's really funny. (laughs) It's really funny because um, I had no plan. I was just a little bit burned and I felt a little bit ashamed from, you know, who I was in the school district. And I was like, this is my time to start my business. You know, I'm going to leave everything in the past behind, but that's not the best way to begin. So four days before the school year started in August, I was called by a principal at a local middle school. I don't know how he found me. And I took an English job at a middle school. So I was like, all right, I'm not quite ready to launch the ultra dose and stand on my own. Let me do this really well one more year as a teacher. Let me learn what it's like to be a boss on my own in the classroom one more year and I'll prove I can run this business. And I did it. I made the deal. I kept the deal. I was so ready (laughs) by last June. This is my one year anniversary of running the business. And, you know, here I am. So it's very, um, it was a lot of self-reflection and it wasn't really allowing other people to convince me that, you know, stability and security is more important than my joy and my purpose. And I'll tell you the moment I left was when someone wanted me to join the union and fight for teachers because they saw all my passion and I was a rebel. And those were like the words used about my personality. And I said, I don't want to fight for anyone else but myself right now. You know, I don't want to spend the rest of my life fighting other people. I want to fight 
for my business and fight to offer this to people in a way I know brings value. So yeah, I would say my experience in the classroom has helped me develop a very different approach to branding, to connecting with people, to teaching. And that's why I'm also very passionate about teaching yoga teachers, you know, educational methodology. Because a yoga student is the same as someone sitting in a science class. We're all humans learning. And I think that is a big piece missing in the wellness world. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And I also resonated a lot with what you had to say about um, when you were talking about teaching as a 22-year-old and also doing yoga hmm. retreats on the side and kind of being in this autopilot mode and then being faced, I mean, in Katona Yoga, you really are faced with yourself and your body and and really yourself, like your inner, the inner makeup of yourself. And so I'm wondering actually also how it was to start this new business and have to be 100% in your own body and, and with your own emotions, because I 100% function in, in that way as well, where like, I get super, super busy and like, just don't really deal with things. And then now, and then you started a business that's all about dealing with things. That is awesome. I think that's going to be my next email. I started a business that is all about dealing with things. That's, <laughs> I love that. Um, you know, what a beautiful question. I would not be able to do, you know, and by nature, I, I tend to avoid confrontation. If a meal is wrong at a restaurant, I'm not sending it back. You know, that's just, it, it like rubs up against every fiber. <laughs> and last February, my mentor Ivy was like, all right, well, let's walk through this and teach you how to deal with things on a personal level when people are involved. Because I'm very, very good in my inner nature. I do tons of journaling, tons of nature walking. I live on a lake. I have two dogs. And when I really feel myself start to spiral inward, which is that like inner spiral of kind of emotions and chaos, I have my four practices consistently that I do, which are The Class by Taryn Toomey. Like, I can't say enough. Wow. I can't say enough. Oh, it pulled me out of such depths. And then my mentors, so Ivy and Josie, and then being in nature with my dogs. And there's nothing that hasn't been able to be solved by giving myself a little bit of space because you know, I realized I want to be in this for the long game. So making these short-term, very emotional reaction um, decisions has never served me. And also, I'm way better dealing with myself on a private level and with people in their own bodies with their own things, like being a guidance counselor almost in yoga. But when it comes to someone else starting to intersect with me in a way that impacts me, that's been my deepest work right now, especially in business, because not everybody has the best intentions. Not everybody has the honesty and integrity that, you know, we're kind of accustomed to in the world of Katona or, you know, uh, wellness, quote unquote. So with that being said, I've had to do a lot of deep work around, OK, it's OK for me to speak up and say, hey, this is not what I expected for my money or, hey, this is really not something that uh, my business is going to offer for you, uh, especially if people can become really pushy and demand things. <laughs> so it's just really finding a personalized script that works for each person. Um, and that's why I don't give a lot of advice on Instagram, 
because I don't know that person's narrative thread and what they might need, but through a session and a conversation, it does become clear because it's a pattern. So, you know, I hope everyone listening can help, you know, start to see and find the patterns within their own minds and their own habits and, you know, coping mechanisms and realize if they're great, use them. If they're not great, just start adding in things that are better. You know, I added in the class by Taryn Toomey when I quit Instagram. I had to fill that cup with something that was going to serve me. I totally hear that. It's really funny. I also just, I kind of just recently started doing the class. I tried it once (laughs) and I had no idea what I was getting myself into. And I thought it was super strange and I didn't get it at all. (laughs) And I kind of like put it away. And then another Katona teacher friend of mine told me that they did the two week free trial. And then I was like, okay, maybe I should give it another chance. And then like, I got hooked on it. I got my mom hooked on it. It is so amazing. Like, it is such a good compliment to Katona, I feel like. It is. This is what my girlfriend here and I were talking about. Um, Because when you're in Katona, and you're in those first five years of learning the theory, your brain is firing at hyperspeed. And when you're in the class, it gives you such a beautiful liberation to just jump and make sound and not have to, you know, magic square yourself or be so systematic. It's a very, in my opinion, a very feminine compliment to sometimes the more structural integrity you have to have in Katona. And you have to have it because we need form to level up our function. But... But, you know, it's like, where's the fun and the joy and the laughter? And I find that in the class a lot. Totally. I totally, totally agree with you. Um, It was funny because I was interviewing another Katona teacher this morning, and it's actually the same one that um, suggested to me uh, to try the two-week trial of, of, uh, of the class. She's the only certified teacher here in France who's French. Her name's Alexandra Gazer, and she's amazing. And she... We, you know, I got to the question about routines that I always ask <laughs> and um, and I kind of realized how weird of a question it is to ask to a Katona yoga teacher. I feel like maybe for you, being that you really mix your, you mix your, you flip your script, as you say it, and, you know, you mix mm-hmm. a couple of things together, which is kind of, you know, the Katona idea anyways, but she's more like Katona. But do you have any routines, like any feel-good routines, things that you try to do every day? I saw that, you know, you're doing um, a lot of things um, very regularly with the Ultra Dose. Maybe you could tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So a few routines. This question always cracks me up, by the way, because I lived this script. You know, when I say flip your script, I mean physical and mental. And I lived this idea and story that I was not consistent for my whole life. It's like, oh, you know, I just go with the wind. I'm type B, sometimes chaotic. And the more I started paying attention, the more I noticed I have very consistent behaviors, whether they serve me or not, right? Because we all have in, like very consistent kind of detrimental behaviors too, whether you pick your face or you scroll on Instagram or you do whatever to avoid yourself. And it's funny, my most consistent positive routines are being with my two dogs. They're German short hair pointers. They are incredible. I have a lot of downtime now and we live in a very rural area. So I spend sometimes two hours a day in nature listening to podcasts, listening to my breath, uh, just thinking and using nature as 
a huge uh, reboot for me. Even without the intention of that, I just know I always come back feeling better. And then currently, <laughs> I'm also doing King of the Mountain every single day for nine minutes. And that is more of just, can I do it? And how can I lead myself through it in new creative ways? Because I think routines are great. Everything is great until it doesn't serve you anymore. And just like teachers who say the same thing 5,000 times a week or a month, um, it's like, how can we say something in a new way for someone else to be able to embody it? And this practice of King of the Mountain, I lead it every day on Instagram Live, 8 a.m. EST over here. And I have to find new ways to describe it because I have people coming from all over who you know, um, make designer cookies or are bodybuilders or are in the Katona community. And it's been a really fun treat for me to change my language and improve on that daily. But yeah, nature and then everything else, I've been following bliss and pleasure. And the most pleasure I get out of the ultra dose is doing private sessions. So those have just picked up again here in the States. I drive to people's homes as like a concierge service and that is where I get the majority of um, my fulfillment. I love that. Well, I love doing this podcast with you. It's so I could talk to you for hours. Thank you so much for taking the time to to tell us about the Ultra Dose and about you. I it was such a pleasure. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This is the best. <laughs>